Dear, Dear Dad. Dad, you probably didn't recognize me because I'm disguised as a tiny little maintenance fan. I'm not sure how that translates to my handwriting, but don't worry about it. I'm just doing some recon and gathering intel on the inside of this gym. They don't call me a detective for nothing, right, Sealy? Luke is the distraction while I'm here doing the hard part, but I asked him to keep an exact record of what he's doing so we don't miss a thing. Yeah, so I'm down here in the tunnel, uh, there's a lot of rocks around, we just fought the first gym trainer, we're heading up to B2, and I feel like I've got sand in all of my crevices. I hate sand, it's rough and coarse, it gets everywhere. Krogalog! I'm gonna shake my shoes out and hopefully get this next battle knocked out real quick. I'll talk soon. So Luca makes his way up the ladder to level B2. As he heads up, he finds himself on this level that has got more of a sandy vibe. More clay and sand, less hard rock, at least on that surface sort of area. It looks like, you know, in your Gmail, the kind of default background with yes. the canyon-y deal? Yes. It looks like that. But he is here in this hall as he has made his way up from the ladder. The tunnel twists and turns a little bit before he comes to a direct fork where he can either go left or right. Let's do right on this level. All right. He takes the right turn, which twists around, gradually going from more east to north again, and he comes to another fork that can either go to the left or right. Right. And going right, Luca finds at this dead end a citrus berry. Oh, how nice. But it is, in fact, a dead end where he picks that up, and so he reevaluates his placement here. Cool. Uh, we go back, and we'll go to the first left that we passed. The first left that you passed. All righty then. As he goes back to the first left that he passed on his way in here. Oh, you know it's going to be a person if he's leading up that much. <laughs> He enters another cavern similar to the one oh, where he battled oh, Ferris. Oh. In the lantern light, he sees this blonde girl who looks to be in her early teens wearing this black and gray outfit with red accents and a very cartoony rocket on her sweater. She doesn't notice Luca for a moment because she is texting on her poke gear as she was when you encountered her. But after a second, she looks up and puts the poke gear away, kind of embarrassed. And she's like, uh, oh, hey, uh, my name's Alex. Uh, super glad you made it this far. But guess what? This is the end of the line, bud. Uh. Yeah, no, that's what I'm supposed to say. And roll initiative. All right. All righty then. I do like to imagine Luca just going, uh, hi. Hi there. So with a nine and a five, Luca will go first as he sends out Roxanne the Ralts and she sends out a Drillbur. What would you like for him to do on his turn? What does double team do again? Double team is an extra action move that allows Roxanne to make a duplicate of herself to potentially uh, misdirect an opponent. But that can be her extra action, and you can do something else with her main action. Oh, well, great. We'll do that, and then we'll do Confuse. Well, she doesn't have Relentless, so she would have to do something that's not use a move. She could attempt to Skirmish or Clash, but yeah, her might is bad. Uh, so she could either try to Skirmish with her agility, uh, or she could try to do something else like a Shaping of the Field or something like that. But a Shape the Field would not last after she swaps out or anything like that. So then what would you like for her to do for her main action? Skirmish. Okay, so that is going to be rolling 2d6 plus her agility. 
Okay, it's a three on the die. Well, <laughs> all right. So she tries to send a little uh, wave of psychic energy over at the drillber, uh, but it very quickly gets out of the way. Good it is then the <laughs> it is then the drillber's turn. Who is going to set up a sandstorm with its main action? Good on who? The sand begins whipping around. That's what it does on its turn. Then it's back to Roxanne. All right, confusion. Go ahead and roll a hit. Flat eight. So plus her logic of two will get you to a 10. All righty. Very nice. Go ahead and roll your damage for that one. It's going to be 1d6 plus her special attack and stab. So d6 plus five. Nine. Nine minus its special defense is going to be six points of damage. And then at the end of her turn, Roxanne will take five points of damage from the sandstorm which will then take us back to the drill, Bert Who, now that it's got this sandstorm, it seems to be moving around even faster in this particular terrain, and it is going to use hone claws and then attempt to clash. Ching, 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 ching. Which will come out to a mixed success with a nine total, as the drillber will deal eight points of damage to Roxanne. Ouch. That is the end of the Drillber's turn, which then takes us back to Luca. He he didn't have to, like, roll to see if he hit the fake Roxanne? There does need to be a roll to see if he hits the fake okay, Roxanne cool. instead of the Great. actual one. So you roll a d6, and if it's four or higher, he hits her duplicate instead. Four. Oh, he did not deal Great. eight points of damage. All right. Somebody knows how to play the game today. I love to see it. Okay. That takes us back to you, though, and she did not get hit with its clash, with its with its big, dirty claws. Awesome. Let's try confusion again. Nice. Roll to hit. Oof. Three on the dice. Ooh, all right. So plus her two is not quite going to do it. She will not hit with her confusion as it is using the terrain to its advantage, uh, attempting to stay out of the way. That is her main action on her turn. So is that uh, it for Luca, then? Yeah. All right. Roxanne will take five points of damage. Roxanne! <laughs> from Why the you sandstorm. Why you do this such a bad roll to me? <laughs> All right, that will then take us back to the Drillber, who is now going to use a rapid spin, which is going to be, once again, a mixed success with a nine, which is going to be 11 points of damage to Roxanne. Ouch. That is the Drillber's turn as Roxanne is looking pretty roughed up now. All right, we're swapping her out, folks. All right, swapping out to... She had her day in the sun, but she's a baby. <laughs> she's doing her best. And she's a baby. Who are you swapping her out to? Let's go to the other baby. Uh, Let's go to Bonnaroo. All right, swapping in Bonnaroo. One of my excellently named Pokemon, just on the equivalent of a Drillber. All right, you swap out to Bonnaroo, the Vapor Bulbasaur, who uh, hasn't been out on the field in a little bit and so just looks around with those wonky so eyes. Cute. She says, Boba. Yeah, she kind of wants to, like, she gets a little bop to her. Like, it's a party. I know, and she's got to, like, kind of squint a little bit because the sandstorm is raging. But that is his main action on his turn. Would you like for him to take any extra action, or is that it? Nope. At the end of her turn, she will take three points of damage from the sandstorm, which will then take us back to the Drillber. The Drillber is going to use a rapid spin at Bulbasaur. It's going to hit uh, once again with another nine. And accounting for Bulbasaur's defense is going to deal six points of damage. That will take us back 
to Lucas' turn. We're going vine whip, folks. A vine whip. Go ahead and roll to hit. Oh, it's a crit. It's two sixes. Oh, nice. Bonnaroo is here to play. Love that. Okay, go ahead and roll that damage. 2d6 plus her attack. All right, that's a total of 10. 10 damage. Nice, Bonnaroo. Very nice. She's grooving. She's jamming. Doesn't matter how sandy it is. So that is going to be eight double to 16 points of damage as she does that. These little thin blue mushrooms with these long stems reach out and pop, pop, hit the drill bird. And a little, a little bit of spore releases from them. At the end of her turn, she takes three points of damage. Feels so wrong, doesn't it, folks? <laughs> oh, that reminds me also, her taking damage. Since rapid spin is a melee move from that last turn, go ahead and roll 2d6 for me for Bonnaroo. Just a flat 2d6. Uh, it's a three. Okay, so nothing happens from effect spore from that rapid spin. But that will take us back to the Drillbur, who is going to continue doing its rapid spinning. And that's going to be a full success. Dealing 12, so it'll be nine points of damage to Bulbasaur. Ow. But as it hits, go ahead and roll 2d6. Four. No effect spore there. And then it is back to your turn. Vine whip. Another vine whip roll to hit. 12. Flat, not a, not a crit again. Great, but a total of 12 is going to be another full success. Very nice. Roll that D6 plus her attack. Uh, six. Great. Six. So that is going to be four double to eight points of super effective grass damage. And she will take three more points of damage at the end of her turn there. Yikes, this girl's going down. She party hardy. She's good for one song and then she's out. That'll take us back to the drill, as. That is not going to do it. That is only a six to hit with only a six to hit from the rapid spin. Slowly and steadily, Bonnaroo just moves just enough out of the way to not get hit. She's so groovy that she can't really focus on that aspect. Correct. And with that, the sandstorm subsides. It is then Luca's turn. What would you like? We're going to Tarzan. Great. Swapping out to Tarzan. I can't believe she didn't fight. That's great. Got that low roll to hit. And <laughs> the sandstorm going out just in the nick of time. Excellent, excellent. As Tarzan comes out, any extra action or is that it? That's it. Great. The Drillbert will then set up another sandstorm on its turn and then take us back to Tarzan. Let's do Leaf Blade. Leaf Blade roll to hit. Man, this is still the same Pokemon. It's lasted a while. To be fair, you've been using the little babies against it. <laughs> 13. A full success. Excellent. Yeah, man. Roll that damage. Please be the end of Drillbur. I'm over you. Yes. 13 plus five. Oh, nice. So 13 plus seven, actually, because you're also adding stabs. So 20 points of damage. Yeah, so yeah. that is going to be the end of Drillbur. 18 doubled to Goodbye. 36 is enough to knock Goodbye, out the Drillbur. We enjoyed your presence. I assure you. Very nice. As the Drillbert goes out, Alex says, oh, okay, come on. Well, that's okay. We've got an even bigger surprise for you. You sure about that? I, I, oh, I, said, said Luca, <laughs> imitating Carl. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, that's what my friend said. That's that's the kind of thing my friend Pearl my, would say. My, I think you've met her. <laughs> my friend said to quote you. You know, she to told me to her. tell you. That. She told me to tell you, you sure about that? Yeah, I've been working on her. <laughs> I feel like my impression of her is actually pretty really good. Really good. It's a really good impression. 
She's like, are you done? You sure about that? Sand Slash, go! <laughs> she sends out a Sand Slash as the sandstorm continues. And at the end of his turn, Tarzan takes eight points of damage as he gets beat around by the sandstorm. Oh, what the heck? That, that, I suppose. <laughs> it is then going to be the Sand Slash's turn. Who is going to use a Fiori Kata, but whiffs it with a three? Heck yeah. So the Sand Slash, even though it moves quickly throughout the sandstorm here uh, and appears to cover itself a bit and, and make itself more obscured with the sand here, does not manage to hit Tarzan as with his just swordsman instincts, he ducks out of the way. It is then Luca's turn. Leave blade. Okay, 10. <laughs> All right, 10, a full success. Go ahead and roll your damage. 14 on the dice. Nice. Plus seven is going to be 21. 21! So that is going to be minus its defense 15, double to 30 points. As the Sand Slash seems to have a high defense. Yeah, boy howdy does it. But 30 points of damage, nothing to sneeze at. At the end of his turn, Tarzan takes eight more points of damage. But does it have to? That will then take us back to the Sand Slash. Who's going to try a Fury Cutter again and try to make the most of uh, the little bit of type advantage it can squeeze out here? Sure. Give it a shot, man. That is going to be a full success. Well, all righty then, says Luca. (laughs) And he kicks off Clay Rock. (laughs) It was a one on the die, though, so that is only going to be, with his defense, five double to ten points of super effective damage. Cute. This is a good look for you, Tarzan. <laughs> it, is then, <laughs> it is then back to Luca's turn. Okay, I just want this to be done, so Leaf Blade. Leaf Blade, roll the hit. Like, I just feel like Drill Burr took way too long, so we should be able to get this guy out by oh now. Oh my gosh. Eight. Okay, an eight is going to be a mixed success, so go ahead and roll your 3d6 plus two. Plus two, folks. Don't add anything extra. Not on that mixed success. Oh, gosh. I just rolled so low. I rolled a one, then I rolled a two, and then I rolled a three. Oh, yikes. Okay, so seven off the dice when you change the one to a two. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so seven plus two, nine. So that is only going to be three double to six because of the Sand Slash's defense. Yeah, buddy. Okay. And he takes eight more damage from the sandstorm. But does he have to? He must. That will then take us back to the sand slash. Ooh, who only rolled a five, so misses that next fury cutter to take us back to Luca. All right, Mega Drain. Mega Drain, roll it. All right, eight on the dice plus three, 11. 11, nice, a full success. Go ahead and roll that damage, 2d6. Plus six. I rolled a one and a two. Wow. Which dice are you using today? <laughs> They're retired. <laughs> All right. So it was a what now? A one and a two. A okay. three. Well, so four because he gets the little bit okay. of extra from Titan Mastery. And then plus HP, eight. Uh, and stab, so ten. All right. Using its special defense instead. Okay, so that is going to be seven double to 14 super effective points of damage. Does he get seven back? Yes. All right. But then at the end of Luca his turn, says, he also takes the sandstorm damage. Seven minus eight. Correct. So plus seven, minus eight. So all in all for the turn comes out with only minus one. All right, says Luca. We're just in it for the long haul now, all right? We're just going to drain this puppy for all it's worth. And by the end of this, we're going to end up in the positive, not in the deficit. 
<laughs> Lucas right. just like sits on a rock. Oh my gosh. He's, He's like, like, can we it. just, I just, really was just, hoping this was going to. Just do it, bud. Mega drain it. Oh my gosh. And he texts someone. And the other trainer's like, oh, interesting. Huh, in interesting tactic. Mm -hmm. All right. The sand slash goes to try another fury cutter. Dang, another five. Okay. The tactic's working. I guess both Luca. I guess both of our dice have just decided to not do much of anything. <laughs> but it is back to you. Mega drain, my man. Six on the dice. Plus three. Nine. Okay, nine is gonna be the mixed success. Six on the dice. All right, so that's going to be five double to ten super effective points of damage as he gets back five. All right, that's what I'm talking about. And then loses eight. So for the turn, he nets a minus three. We're close. We're <laughs> almost close to the positive. <laughs> Keep it positive. That's what Pearl would be singing if she was here. Oh, my gosh. As you smash them into the dirt. That is Luca's turn, though, as then we go back to the sand slash who is going to try that Fury Cutter one more time because it wants the super effective move. Monomus. That is going to be a natural 12. Oh, no. But it's a good thing it hadn't chained anything yet. So that is going to be, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, buddy, no. Because <laughs> that is. Oh, no. 14, double to 28 points. So that's going to knock out Tarzan. Wow! No! All the babies lived! Dang it. All right. Uh, maybe the laid back approach was not working. Nah, says Luca. I, I, I don't think it did. Luca's now talking to himself without Pearl. Says a lot. Says a lot about his mental state right now. All right, I guess we know where that one revive is going. Okay. What happens if Bonnaroo faints? If Bonnaroo faints, then Bonnaroo faints. Like, experience-wise, is anything affected? I mean, Bonnaroo would still get experience. Let's bring out Bonnaroo. Okie dokie. We got four points left. Why are we holding it on? Sending Bonnaroo out. Sure. Who's standing strong at four health. Let's do it. All right, it's is Luca's it, turn. turn is it? It's Luca's turn, because right. Sandslash just knocked out Tarzan, and the sandstorm just subsided. I would like to discern traits. All right, go ahead and roll for Luca to discern traits. 2d6 plus his logic. Two sixes on the dice. What a waste. Whoa! <laughs> what an absolute waste. Well, okay. Sure, sure. How many hit points do we got? Eight remaining. We're going to use vine, vine whip. Okay. Did you want to ask another question or did you want to just hold on to it? I'm going to hold on to it. Well, I asked that and then realized that this is our only other Pokemon. So what other question would you like to ask? Hey, what's your number? Says Luca. <laughs> She's like, I don't think that I... You gotta no. give it to me because I discern traits. <laughs> oh, no. He would... No. <laughs> he would not. Veto. Cut, cut, cut. Can I use this as like a read the situation? Survey the room? Hey, what do you know about your gym leader? <laughs> Is he a punk? Tell you what, if you don't want to ask another question, you could just... You can... I'll just make her more cooperative if he asks her something right, about Mortimer. Cool. Sure. I'll take it. Sure. I'll take it. AKA, you don't like my questions right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Come on, find whip. Whip it real good. Oh my I don't want Bonnaroo to die. Ah! Well, brace yourself. Sure will. Six. Six total. I rolled a two and a one. Oof. 
Can I use my other question as to how do I re-roll this dice? <laughs> you can ask it, but there's not going to be an answer that you like. Uh, yeah, that ain't going to do it. So the vine whip misses. Baby girl, you going down, says Luca. Oh, my gosh. He looks at her. He's Baby like, girl, please, I just, I just want you to get experience and not faint. That's but all you're going to go do. down. I'm really trying to avoid that because I've only got one revive. <laughs> Luca, you're talking to yourself a lot in this episode, oh says the gosh. gym leader. <laughs> or says the trainer. The sand slash sets up another sandstorm as its turn, and then it is Luca's turn once again. All right, all right, Grace. Fine whip. Whip it real good. Uh, he plays a different song that Bonnaroo would jam to more. <laughs> I'll whip my vines back and forth. I'll whip my vines back and forth. I'll whip my vines back and forth. Yes, you do, girl. Yes, you do. Just whip it. Whip it real good. 12. 12. Bless it. Full success, Roll baby. the damage. I'll whip my vines back up. I'll whip my vines. Woo! I just rolled a six. Bless. Six plus, plus nine. Great, great, great. That was the best outcome we could have asked for. Woo! Let it be enough. Let it be enough. You have the power to let it be enough. Unfortunately, with its defense of six, Dang it's yo. three, doubled to six points. There's no wiggle room. I told you exactly how many hit points yeah. I have left. That's right. I was curious. It's barely up. Dang it. Can it just trip on a rock really quick? Well, I just rolled a three for it to try to use that, so yeah. Great! Okay, great! But Bonnaroo did take three points of damage at the end of her turn, so she's at one oh hit point. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't know why this is so much more difficult. I've never heard Lucas scream in my life, but that is his scream. <laughs> I have no idea why the rolls have been so bad and why this is so difficult. They really haven't been that bad. We're just where we're at. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. But um, this is hilarious. This is her last chance. Never enough. Never enough. <laughs> hey, let's use psychic terrain. That will do nothing. JK, JK, JK. <laughs> I just wanted to hear your reaction. Let's make things as hard for him as possible. <laughs> Let's put him in the worst possible vine situation. Whip, vine whip. I whip my vines back and forth. I whip my vines back and forth. Bonnaroo. It is a 12. Thank goodness. Yes. I loved making you afraid, though. Thank goodness. You were so scared. I was like, it literally just has to hit at all. I rolled if it a just hits at all, it'll do it. I rolled a one. On the damage? <laughs> Doesn't matter. It only needed two points and it's super effective. It'll guarantee you at least two. How does it four total? Great. 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 Because you know what? It does a minimum of one damage after defense, and so a super effective attack is a minimum of two, okay, which is literally the amount of hit points it had left. Wow. And Bonnaroo, with one hit point left, does not faint. Somehow. Luca was texting for all of that. He's never been so irresponsible in his whole life. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> apparently not. <laughs> hey, bud, pay attention. Hey, bud, I don't care how cool you think you are. 
my you god. You gotta keep it together, man. <laughs> Tarzan should not have fainted, but Bonnaroo does, with two points of super effective damage, knock out the Sand oh, Slash. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, now I get why you were so hyped up about the revive, because Tarzan had fainted. Correct. <laughs> Oh, now I get it. Yes, because he's only got... <laughs> I only allowed him to bring in one. Oh, he's an NPC. I could say well, he has whatever the world he wants. I've tried to give him a very specific amount of things that he can use. So it's not just like uh, he wins. I'm sorry. <laughs> I really, really put it to the test. I was there, like, oh, I? he's staying in, huh? Oh, he's staying in. Okay, we're just going to ride it all the way out. <laughs> Oh, man. I didn't realize what I was doing there at no. all until just now. No. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's all right. We'll just... Homegirl walked away. She's wobbling. She sure be wobbling, but she's walking. She she does, in fact. As Bonnaroo is victorious, Alex is like, not bad, but I really think you should pay attention to what you're doing for the rest of this. <laughs> Best bird <laughs> someone could ever give Luca. Oh my gosh. Luca, who's very intentional about Absolutely. everything that he ever does. He's so kind and intentional. But for some reason, really phoned player, it in on that one. But the minute the player who plays Pearl has to operate him more than just for one fight, this is what happens. <laughs> <laughs> oh Woo! my gosh. Luca's like, yeah, thanks. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. We didn't spudge the numbers at all. Nope. At all, we did not. That's I was like, I can't fudge it. I told you it's got eight, and I've already told you how much defense it has, so we're just here. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing. Look at, and he's like, look at my Pokemon. And it's just Bonnaroo, like half levitating, half falling, half floating. Oh, just bad. singing, I with my vines back and forth, I with my vines back and forth. She's like, well, Good luck with the rest. Hey, wait, wait, you wait. You know wait. this gets harder the more the further you go, right? You're a really good trainer. Nice, nice job. I learned a lot out there. Thanks. I hope you did. Because <laughs> <laughs> it really seemed like you weren't paying attention to what was going on. You know, that's true. And I, can I be honest? Yeah. It's just because I was intimidated. I uh, got a little scared there. And, you know, it's... Badge three. I already am feeling the difference. You guys have really amped up your games from what I'm used to. Yeah, we don't mess around. We're, we're here to actually make it a challenge, so you got to be on your game. Hey, speaking of people who got to be on their game, what's the whole deal with Mortimer breaking his leg? I don't know. Not really my personal business, whatever. I mean, Oh, did he, was, he just fall or like? I don't know. It, was, it wasn't here at the gym, so oh, I don't he, know. Oh, oh, sure. Hey, uh, do you trust him? I mean, I don't have any problem with him. Does he, like, ever talk to you? Remember when you said she was going to be more yeah. comfortable? <laughs> I mean, like, he's he's a cool guy. He's really good at playing guitar. Um, I don't know. He just, like, he keeps to himself a lot. So, I don't Interesting. know. Interesting. I do, too. I'm a loner. I'm a lone wolf, they call me. Awooka. You do that for every girl you ever see in a gym? That right there? No, I just did that for myself. I don't really try to appease Sure, women. yeah. <laughs> I just did it because it was fun. And I have a good friend who tries to tell me to trust my instincts with fun. How's that going for you? <laughs> really good. <laughs> really, really, really good. Good. I have a great life. I hope you did it. <laughs> 
All right. Well, um, I'm sorry. I think you should heal your. I think you should heal your Pokemon and collect yourself. Maybe, maybe you know, center, do a little yoga or like something, just some deep breathing exercises, maybe because like, oh my god, Ammon certainly isn't gonna mess around when you go up there. He'll just, he'll just take you down. He's gotten a taste of what being gym leader was like while he was filling it for Mortimer. So wait, say that again. What? Ammon. Yeah, Ammon. Is the gym leader? Well, no, he filled in for Mortimer while Mortimer was out because of his leg. Oh, cool. I bet, he, I bet he did a really good job. Yeah, I mean, he was good. I mean, like, Mortimer's, like, the real deal. He's been doing this for a while. But, like, sure. Ammon was solid, you know, using some of his Pokemon, mostly Mortimer's, just, you know, holding down the fort while uh, Mortimer was just kind of having to rest up and stuff. So all that to say, don't mess around with him. Yeah. Because he'll take you down, and you won't even get to Mortimer. Wow. Um... Cool. Thank you so much. Um, it's been an awesome experience learning with you and getting verbally abused. <laughs> I'm just telling you like it is, man. Like I was texting because there was nobody here like in the cavern and sure. so I'm just kinda waiting I in between. Thought... But like I'm full I'm when I'm here, I'm here. But I don't know what <laughs> you were doing during the middle of that fight. Yeah, I don't really feel like myself today. And I think it's really? because there's another person in my body. Are you what, are you possessed? <laughs> yes, my pearl. Ganga. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ganga. Yeah, it's just been a really long day full of like lots of family drama and like, you know, just a lot of ice cream. Like I just need a vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I really appreciate this session for counseling. Should I tip you? No. No. Here, get a scoop on me. Passes the ice cream Oh, my card. gosh. I'm sorry to all the Luca fans. There is <laughs> Everyone a who loves the fact that he's competent. And there is a reason <laughs> that I cannot play this character. Oh, my gosh. Oh, because when left to my own devices, he's Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. We skip out of the room. Great, you skip out of the room. <laughs> you skip away. Skip that little trolley away. Oh my gosh. That Luca collects what's left of his pride and he leaves the cavern. Luca literally slaps himself in the face and says, get it together, Salvatore. <laughs> he does. He absolutely does. And heals up his Pokemon? Sure, yeah. They need it, so yeah, why not? <laughs> Honestly, it's what makes it interesting because, like, I could I could run him and do the optimal thing for whatever situation, but uh, but where's the but where's I the fun in that? I am honestly not doing that. So, but where's the fun in that? Where's the drama in that? Do you that? feel like you're like operating with the Sarah who doesn't know anything about Pokemon again? <laughs> Just a little bit, huh? Well, honestly, honestly, in that one, a bunch of the roles were bad. And also, you used two of the babies for so long that it took a while. I'm just trying to evolve them. I know. I'm trying to get them that EXP, man. Hitting that grind for that EXP. Show. And that I respect. All right, so what what healing items are we uh, using here? What do we got? Are we using our one revive on Tarzan to yes, get him back up? Yes, we are. We are. We are. Does that get him to 80? A revive will bring the Pokemon back up with 2d6 plus 2 health. 
Did you just roll four? I feel like you just rolled four. I rolled two ones. Great. So two D6 plus two, so four. Great. I'm sorry. That's not your fault. That's just the way the dice. I don't know what dice I'm, you've decided to I'm use today. Sorry. Let's get some new ones. Let's get some new ones, folks. Oh my gosh. This is really painful. Okay. <laughs> How many dice? What am I at? He's at four. Come on. He oh. went from zero to four. All right. That means 80 in my world. All right. Super potion. Great. Super potion. Go ahead and roll 4d6 plus four. Come on, all sixes. Come on, all sixes. We need a number. 12 on the dice. Okay, 12 plus four, so 16. Can we do another super potion? Sure. How many do we have? He had six in his inventory. All right, let's use another one. Come on, all sixes. Oh, we got two. 15. 15 plus four, so 19? Yeah. So that'll put him up to 39 out of his 80. With one revive and two super potions. Any super potions on anyone else? Let's do super potion on um, Roxanne. 13. So 12 plus 13, that takes her up to 25 out of her 28. Cool beans. And are we just going to let Bonnaroo be for now? Yeah. Yeah, cool. we're going to let Bonnaroo keep swaying. Like we, just, we just won't put her in for a bit. Slip sliding away. That's what she's thinking. Slip sliding away now. I'm just Bonnaroo having a good time, guys. Did you want to use any of the berries that you've found thus far? Yeah, let's use a citrus berry on Tarzan. All right. Oh, that was a great roll. That was a great roll, you guys. Believe. It means a lot that you stick with me. 20 on the dice. Great. So 24 total. Yeah. Great. So that then takes him from 39 to... 63. 63. That's great. That feels better. Yeah, I'm comfy now. All right. Which is dangerous. <laughs> Correct. But with that, he can keep on making his way through the tunnels. Would you like for him to do so? Oh, yeah. Great. So where he was just then here on the second level, he went back and taken that first left to find Alex. That cavern is a dead end. Goodbye. So he goes back past the first fork in the road and back up to where he reached the fork where he got that citrus berry which was over to the right which means that the only place unexplored left is the left. Let's go. This tunnel winds its way quite a bit. The nose pass shifts the direction it's looking quite a few times but generally keeps on going north uh, and you reach a point where you can either go straight ahead or veer off to the left. Left. All right, so veering over to the left, it then goes straight north for a while and then straight east as it goes around. And then you've got the choice to either go north again or turn to the right and go south Join another path. Right. Taking that path, it twists and turns around until he finds himself at another dead end. But at that dead end, there is an X attack. Thank you. I love X attack. But he has then reached that dead end. Cool. We go back. All right, going back and then taking the left that you did not a moment ago, he finds the ladder that looks like it leads up to B1. Let's do this. All right. I mean, let's do this. <laughs> Luca takes a deep breath, 
centers himself and gets ready to face no. this last no, gym no, no, trainer. No. no. Luca takes a deep breath. Sure. Centers himself. Yes. Turns off his cell phone. Absolutely. And I don't know why he didn't have it turned off to begin with. And then goes up the ladder. Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our fabulous partner, Dice Envy. This week, beat the heat with their new Limoncello Dice. Life's not always easy for your TTRPG characters, but when life or the Game Master gives you lemons, make lemonade with these sparkly yellow dice. You can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you want to help us out, please go to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you want to take that next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. If you'd like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at Junior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord and get all the latest updates on Pocket Monster Fight there. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that's especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag QuestCodeJr or hashtag PostcardsFromPearl, you might have a character named after you on the show. And if you or your kids have fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it. Speaking of fan art, we've gotten some more amazing art sent to us since our last episode. Thank you to Fairytale Girl MB at M Burgundy on Instagram for an incredible Luca and Lady M piece inspired by Dark Rye and Cresselia. It's absolutely gorgeous. If you haven't seen that, go check out our Instagram and Twitter where we'll be sharing it on the fan art page of the website or on the Discord. Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at podicongo.com. 
I'd like to take a moment to thank all of the wonderful artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the songs Video Game Land and Tunnels. Thank you to Zane for the songs Trainer's Eyes Meet, Last and Scholar, and Driftvale City 8-Bit Remix. Thank you to Pokenerd Scott for the original PFP tracks, Spatial Slam, Ride the Vaporwave, Variations of the Vapors, and Trainers with a Twist. Thank you to Maker for Master Mustard Battle and Mount Moon. That one's a mouthful. <laughs> thank you to Glitch X City for Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire Rival Battle theme remix, Johto Ice Path remix, and Johto Boss Battle Remix Version 2. Thank you to Michael and Game Chops for the songs Pokemon Gym and Route 113. Thank you to Proto Dome for On the Origin of Species. Thank you to Playtown for the song Sneaky Town. And thank you to Christian Anderson for Golden Panthers and Pink Lions. And thank you to TabletopAudio.com for providing the ambient sounds. That's all for me, so let's see what other shenanigans we can get into here in the Bolet City Gym. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. After you kind of not had your cover fully blown, but certainly uh, made your presence known as Little Maintenance Man. I am Little Maintenance Man now. Tiny hammers and a little brush now. I will wipe up all the dirt and crumbs underneath your bathroom and on your bums. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know where you're going. <laughs> Didn't know if I was allowed to go there first. <laughs> so since that, what have you been doing as you kind of took your leave of that lobby area, at least uh, for the moment, before Karen came back and went to her spot on her desk once more? I think I would like to try to find, like, the locker rooms for the trainers. Uh-huh. If I can find them, if I can get into them. The locker rooms, like, for the gym trainers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I see. Uh, go ahead and uh, read the room. Roll to read the room. Eight. Eight. All right. A mixed success. So with a mixed success on read the room, you can ask one of the questions from the list, and you will get a plus one to any other rolls that you make while you are acting on information that you gain from uh, this move. I guess, like, what's the best way into the trainer's, gym trainer's backstage area? Sure, yeah, that's a great question. That'll help you find it in the first place. So uh, you find that there uh, is what seems like, you know, a little side hallway off of the lobby, not the one that goes toward the actual stadium area, but 
in the opposite direction, one where they can, you know, set their personal belongings and stuff before they go down into the caverns for their shift. But you're aware that down the hallway, there's access to those locker rooms. Okay, cool. I'll go there. Alrighty. Going there, are you trying to just sneak in there? Or what What yeah. do you... Okay, cool. Are you... Under my disguise. Alright, so trying to pass yourself off as... Yes. <laughs> as the little maintenance man. Alright, go ahead and uh, just roll 2d6 plus personality. <laughs> I rolled a 1 and a 6 plus personality and 8. Okay, an eight. Uh, so, <laughs> a, a mixed success. So, your plus one from your uh, read the room a second ago is nullifying the uh, minus that you would have from making your presence very known earlier. Okay. Cool. Cool. <laughs> it's evening that out. But I think that with a mixed success, you are able to, you know, go down the hallways under your, your guise of, oh, I gotta work on this thing. Yeah, it's mixed because, like, I keep dusting things uh-huh. and making them off balance and stuff. Yes, and then uh, somebody is like, oh, hey, there's a, there's kind of a, a mess in the uh, bathroom down the hall if you could uh, get to that next. Well, why didn't you say so? <laughs> Here we go now to clean and clean. So someone has just actively requested you to take care of the bathroom situation just off the lobby. But you certainly can make your way over to the locker rooms. Which which one are you hoping to go in there? And what are you looking for? What's the plan? What a great question. <laughs> also, have you brought Toadstool along with you? Or have you no, just told we have Toadstool to... Him. We have ditched him. <laughs> you told him to just wait for you in the yeah, stadium. Yeah, I told him I didn't have another little man costume. Okay. Um, we'll be waiting. I'll save you a seat. Thanks. I, I just, I'm not really looking for anything in particular. I'm just seeing if there's any news or resources or something to confirm that we what we think about Mortimer is correct. Okay, cool. So you're, this sounds more like specifically a survey environment than now that you're kind of looking for stuff or info or intel I in think here. so too. Cool. Go ahead and just roll do survey environment then. It's another eight. Okay, another eight, another mixed success. Consistency. What one thing would you like to get from the survey environment list then? Or something of a similar vein? Yeah, I think I want to know what information is hidden here. Like, sure. It could be about the trainers themselves or something, but is there anything hidden here? In this locker room area, uh, you look through both of them here, just kind of taking a, a quick sweep. And they're not huge or anything because there's not that many gym trainers. But looking around, you see that Ammon's locker, he's got a little picture posted in it. You just kind of open it up. They don't have, like, locks on them, I don't think, because they're not really worried about their co-worker. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> like, have their own, yeah. yeah. Ammon isn't like, oh, I gotta watch out for Ferris. He's always going through my stuff. Like, no, it's, it's just kind of a place for them to put their things. Uh, but, I mean, he's got a little picture posted in his locker of, like, him on the gym leader stage uh, that it looks like has been put there recently. And, uh, I mean, there's just some miscellaneous personal belongings, but nothing that's, like, notes about Mortimer or anything like that. This is also specifically not Mortimer's green room. Yeah, That's, yeah. like, on the opposite end of, like, the building. But there's nothing incriminating these folks. They no. seem on the up and up. Yeah, nothing nothing incriminating here that you can find about Ammon or Alex or Ferris, no. Okay, cool. Well, while this little little cleaning man is on the move, <laughs> um, maybe I'll try to sneak into Mortimer's dressing room, too, while I'm at it. 
<laughs> All right, so that is on the opposite end of the building, uh, past, obviously, the cavern's sure. entrance and the stadium and all of that. Uh, and it would be the green room that you have gotten into before. Yes. Post I know where that battle. is, yeah. So if you want to attempt to sneak over on that way, go ahead and just roll 2d6 plus agility for this one, because I think you'd have to actually sneaky sneak as opposed to little maintenance man sneak. Eight. The consistency is so real right now. <laughs> okay. I'll say with an eight, with the time that it's taken for you to, you know, do your bits here and <laughs> also uh, look through everything and now making your way around. You think you can figure out a way to get over there, but it'll take a little while. That's great. I mean, I actually prefer that. I think that makes a lot more sense. Cool. So... You begin moving in that direction. Did you leave any Pokemon, like, with Toadstool to, like, get their seats or anything like that? Do you have just your whole crew I'm with you? I'm a whole crew. Nice, 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 nice. As you are making your way down the hallway toward Mortimer's green room, we will cut back to Luca. Oh, Luca. As he finds himself up on level B1, it's different than these other tunnels that he's been in thus far. This level has darker rock with grays and purples and blacks. I like this level the best. And also there are more multicolored gems poking out of the walls, all, all bright in the lantern light. This one's the coolest. Also, side note, thank you to the amazing Kyle with a K from the Discord yeah! for the incredible work that he's been doing on these character sheets and this updated version of the character sheet. I just, between last episode and this one, actually put Luca's party that he's got right now along with, you know, a bunch of his other stuff into this new sheet. And I also realized that Luca had so many more things in his inventory than I thought he did. Kyle is saving the day. <laughs> um, because I had not updated all of my personal notes into that inventory yet. So now I've got this lovely big old inventory sheet with all of his stuff. <laughs> yeah, Kyle is absolutely saving Luca's day. Yes, uh, for sure. For example, forgotten about the fact that Luca had 11 orange berries and 13 citrus berries. <laughs> That's useful. <laughs> so with that, did you want to do any other checking in with anybody of his party before this last battle here? Uh, yes, I would. All right. What are we, what are we thinking? <laughs> Let's. Pound down some citrus berries for Bonnaroo. Nice. All right. Go ahead and give Bonnaroo one of those bad boys, and we'll see what we got. Oh, wow. That was a great roll. 17 on the dice. Nice. 17 plus 421. So great. she won't even need an extra one because she was at seven now because yes. she got two levels via the EXP share from those other battles. So she had booped up to eight, which had put her at seven out of 34 health. But with 21 health, that takes her up to 28 out of 34. A much better spot for Bonnaroo. Let's go ahead and give a citrus berry to Tarzan. Nice. I like to imagine there's like a waiting room in this level <laughs> and they're just having some snacks. Yes. Sipping on juice boxes. snack break. All right. That's 13 on the dice. 13 on the dice. So 17 total gets Tarzan up to full since he was at 63 out of 80. That puts him at 80 out of 80. Oh, yeah. It's a new day, folks. We 100%. got a lot of hope. Absolutely. It's a new day for him and a new day for us. Yep. Boy, howdy is it. Um, and then let's get a citrus berry to L. All right. 
Imagine them like gummy snacks. She also, when we left off, she was at 30 out of 68. But in the old sheet, I hadn't marked that at one point, Luca actually gave her an iron, so her defense was higher. Oh, cool. So she right now is at 38 health, but then what'd she get from that berry? It was a flat 14. Great, so, so 18. 18. So that'll put her at 54 out of her, what is actually 59, since she has gone through her quality time bonus health. She's back to her regular max. Who did he spend quality time with? Uh, his quality time was with L. Oh, okay. Yes, 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 yes. That was why she was at 68 instead of 59 as her max. But since she has had her health decrease, she's back to her regular maximum. What was Roxanne at? I had Roxanne at 28. After the citrus berry, she was at like 25 out of 28. I just put her back at full because we'd forgotten about her leftovers during those fights. Okay, great. Okay. Awesome. Then I think we're good. There was something that I wanted to switch out, though. Sure. I was actually thinking that what Luca may do is, for this battle, switch the EXP share to Roxanne for this last trainer battle. So he's going to give the... Shell Bell, which he got from the Team Nasty Hideout, which we had also, again, forgotten about when we were doing all of the uh, item distribution. Bonnaroo's going to hold the Shell Bell. Roxanne is going to hold the EXP share for this one. What does the Shell Bell do again? The Shell Bell, as it says in the notes section of the inventory, thank you, Kyle, the Shell Bell, once per turn, restores 1d6 vitality to the holder after they successfully use a move. So basically, it functions a little bit differently than the leftovers because the leftovers just does it at the end of the turn. Shell Bell is, if you successfully you know, use a move, then it will restore some health to you. But L's still holding the Razor Claw. Tufus has still got the wide lens. And I think that since Cut is not very effective against Rock, yeah, that's not really helping Tarzan right now. So he's instead going to throw on the assault vest. Great. I think that's a better idea. Which makes stuff harder to hit him, but he's just got to be all out offense. That's fine. That gets them all sorted there. And I think that Luca will lead with Bonnaroo for this one. Okay. Interesting. But with that, with, after doing a little bit of snack time and switcheroo, he is ready to move down the hallway. Great. Remember that time Bonnaroo almost died? Wow. Chona will never let me forget it. Goodness gracious. I was so stressed. I was like, not the baby. Not the baby. Not the sweet little hypnotoad. All right. So as he is here on the third level, as he begins this dark hallway with these glimmering colors protruding from the walls, he goes forth for a little bit with the nose pass beside him, pointing straight ahead, and he comes to a fork where he can either go left or right. Um, we did right last time, so we'll go left. He takes this left path here, and it twists and turns and twists and turns, gradually going north until, as he's facing east, he has the option to either go left or right, north or south, essentially. Let's go left. All right, left heading north. He goes up and around, and then it snakes back down, going south once more until once again he's uh, facing towards the east, and he can either continue going straight or turn south. Let's turn south. All right. As he turns south, he finds at a dead end an X-accuracy. Oh, I love those. All right, we're backtracking and seeing what was straight ahead. 
All right, and as he goes straight ahead, this underground tunnel winds its way around until it weaves back westward and then northward once more where it forks, or he can either go left or right. Left. As he turns left, up ahead, there is a ladder that leads to the ground level. Ooh, that's exciting. All right, going back, though. All right, how far back? To the right we just missed. To the right you just missed. As he takes the right that he just missed, he finds himself in a cavern once more. This one bigger and better lit than both of the caverns he battled in previously. Across the way, he can see stacks of books and sitting on top of a pile of books that seems to have been fashioned into a chair, he sees a trainer who looks to be in his late teens, a tall and skinny lad with short hair and a friendly face. Like the picture of Mortimer from the gym's promotional materials, he too wears a rock and roll t-shirt. This one's the Nido Queens of the Stone Age, seems to be his typical uniform here, <laughs> along with flannel and jeans. But somehow, despite all of that, he manages to look pretty clean cut. The Nido Queens of the Stone Age t-shirt is actually just poking out from the buttoned flannel. But he puts down his copy of, uh, it's not Principles of Geology this time. He's surely read that many times since then. <laughs> I think this one, this time he's reading, rocks rock, but he stands and greets Luca. Hey, man. Hey, uh, my name's Ammon. I'm the head gym trainer here in Bolette. I'm the last person you got to beat before you face Mortimer. I hope you didn't tire yourself out too much because uh, I'm not here to play around. Let's show him how it's done, Brock. Roll initiative. Cool, bro. Me either. What's Luca got for initiative? An eight, consistent. All right, and that is a seven for Ammon. So, Luca sends out Bonnaroo, the Vapor Bulbasaur, as Ammon sends out Brock the Graveler. Great. Luca is up first. What would you like to do? Well, we've got uh, Bonnaroo at the top, so we're going to use the grass move. Nice, so a vine whip. Yeah. Cool, go ahead and roll to hit. Eight. An eight, all right, a mixed success. So that's just going to be... A flat D6. Six. Oh, wow. Unfortunately, due to the graveler's high defense, uh, unfortunately, due to the graveler's high defense, it's just going to be one double to two super effective points of damage. Luca just is like, I like your Pokemon. Thanks. That's an interesting looking Bulbasaur. And he like grabs one of the other books off of his book <laughs> chair and begins like flipping through it like, wait a minute. But only two points of damage does not seem to uh, pass by the defenses of this graveler too much. Fair. Ammon is going to start things off for Graveler by saying, all right, let's whip up a sandstorm, Brock. Let's get things working in our advantage a little bit. And the Graveler begins to whip up a sandstorm. Nice. That is what it is doing on its turn, which then takes us back to Luca. Fine whip. Oh, I just critted. Oh, nice. Two excellent, sixes. excellent. Yes. Fantastic. Luca remembers how to fight. 2d6 plus her attack. That's 10. All right, 10, so that's going to be four double to eight super effective points of damage. Dang, this thing's got a really high defense. Correct. Oh, as she used the last attack and this one, she gets to activate her shell bell for each of those. So for, from her first one, go ahead and roll 1d6 plus one to see how much she got back. Five. Okay, so that would have put her at 33 out of 34. And then after this one, it had put her at 34 out of 34, but she takes four damage from the sandstorm at the end of her turn. So she's at 30 out of 34 hit points. But as the sandstorm rages, that will then take us back to the graveler. And Ammon says, all right, well, let's let's keep on setting things up. That's not too much damage for us to worry about there, Brock. Go ahead and uh, let's use the terrain to our advantage. And graveler's gonna shape the field. 
just barely gonna be a mixed success, which means that he'll get to add a tag and you get to add one as well. Oh, great. Let's take away the defense. Defense when you're using attack? Yeah. Are you using that from the might list with M7 misdirect, or are you using that from the instinct list since that is I7 infiltrate for Bonnaroo? I'm going to use it from instinct. Cool. As Ammon is using M2 macho to increase the power of ground type moves. But that is his turn, so that takes us back to Bonnaroo. Okay, Vine Whip. A Vine Whip roll to hit. Oh, wow. Beautiful. 11. An 11. Nice. A full success. Go ahead and roll that damage. Not good on the damage. Six. Okay. Since you're ignoring the defense, that is going to be six double to 12 points. Nice. And then I'll roll for Shell Bell. Ooh, it's a six plus Vitality. Great. Okay. So that'll keep you at the same. You're kind of maintaining where you are at from your shell bell evening out the sandstorm there. So cool. you're still at 30 out of 34. Finally. That will take us back to the Graveler, who's gonna use Bulldoze. That is gonna be a full success with a 10 total. Bend your knees. Ponerooch is bend your knees. Prep for impact, girl. So that's gonna be 17 points of damage from the Bulldoze attack. I would like to use effect spore. All right, go ahead and roll that 2d6. Does not work. Okay, so it does not get a status condition, but that is its attack on its turn, which will then take us back to Bonnaroo. Oh, man, I guess I got to pull you out now, huh? (laughs) Probably be wise, wouldn't it? Jonah's blood pressure, too. All right, we'll pull her out. Okay, you're going to pull her out. Who are you swapping into? All right, we'll go to L. Swapping out Bonnaroo and sending in L the Sneasel. Sneasel. And Bonnaroo comes back to stand beside Luca. As Sneasel comes out, that will be Luca's turn as it then will take us back to Graveler. Oh, at the end of Luca's turn, Elle will take some damage from the Sandstorm. She will take seven points of damage. Man, right from the get-go. And it is then the Graveler's turn, who is going to use Bulldoze once more, which is going to be a mixed success with an eight. So that is going to be nine minus L's defense, which is five. So four points of damage to L. That is the Graveler's turn, which will then take us back to L. Uh, we got to shape the field again. All right, shaping the field. Go ahead and roll 2d6 plus agility. 11. 11. Excellent. That is going to add one tag to her side of the field and not to Ammon's side. Would you like for her to use accurate, I'm assuming, so she can bypass that defense? Absolutely. Great. She adds a seven to the field. Cool beans. She does that. And if she does not have an extra action, that will end Luca's turn. At the end of her turn, she takes seven points of damage from the sandstorm. It is then going to be Graveler's turn, who is coming for another bulldoze. Just barely going to hit with a seven. And once again, deal nine reduced to four points of damage. And at the end of its turn, that will end Graveler shaping the field as the mud that it was slinging around the place. It was kind of just chunks flying through the sandstorm. Those are gone now. All right, we're going to use Icy Wind. All right, an Icy Wind. Uh, seven. Seven's a mixed success. Okay. Oh, also, I'm assuming since Luca would know to do this, he's bypassing special defense, not defense for L's attacks because he knows what type advantages are and that Icy Wind is what she's using against him. Yeah, whatever that means to you. Yeah. 
right, we'll roll for damage. All right. It's just 2d6. It's 2d6, uh, and you're going to add plus four because she's one of his favorite types, and it has stab. Great. Six total. Okay, six is going to be double to 12 points of damage as this icy wind whips against the Graveler. She takes seven more points of damage at the end of her turn, and the Graveler will attempt on one more bulldoze. That's going to miss with a six, though. Rolled two twos. He tries to smash into Elp, but misses. And as he just hits a wall, the sandstorm also comes to an end. Great. It is back to L. Let the ice roar, because ice can do that. It does. That's a nine. A nine. Excellent. That is going to be a mixed success. So 2d6 plus four. That's a 10. Great. 10 double to 20 points of damage. There we go. We're making some progress now, homies. And with that hit, the Graveler is looking pretty bad. It wobbles back to its feet as Ammon says, all right, come on, we got to just get the storm back up so we can get a little bit more cover. Use another sandstorm. And once again, the Graveler begins whipping up the sand. (laughs) Whipping it up. And then we are back to L. Uh Oh, perfect. Okay. Let's finish this job with another icy wind. All right, roll to hit. Another nine. Another nine. All right, 2d6 plus four. Yes. 15. 15. Wow, 15 double to 30 points is more than enough to knock out the Graveler as Sneezel. With this icy wind, she rushes forward uh, and it knocks the Graveler back and it rolls to a stop at Ammon's feet. And he says, that's all right, Brock. We still got one more at our disposal here. Boldor, show the Sneasel how it's done. Um, Luca does like a little death dance. All right, feeling good, feeling good. <laughs> That's it, team. That's how we do it. All right. He's just like little bopping, little bop of the hands. Feeling competent again. All right. <laughs> I got a groove in my shoe now, and it's good. That is Luca's turn. As at the end of Elle's turn, there she takes seven more points of damage from the sandstorm. How is it still going? The sandstorm keeps going regardless of whether or not the thing that put it there is still out. It goes for a set amount of turns. How nice. (laughs) The boldor comes out this purpley, rocky, skittery thing with its little red gems poking out of its body and Ammon says, all right, well, let's, let's set ourselves up for a good situation here. Go on and shape the field. Use those gems. And that is just barely going to be a mixed success with a seven. So he'll add one and you'll add one. Uh, he's going to bypass defense with M7, misdirect. You can use one from either the might or agility list. Oh gosh, I just don't know if it's going to matter that much because I think I'm going to change somebody out. Well, if you swap her out, you know, you can set it up for whoever's coming in since this is the Boldors shape the field. Okay, great. So you can you can use from either the might list or the agility list since agility is her high one. But since Boldor's the one who did it and you're just taking advantage of the opportunity, it's based okay. off of Boldor being there. Great. Okay, because we're going to bring out two fists. So does it matter... Yeah, I mean, if you want to also just put M7 Misdirect on there and uh, Tufus can use the gems to his advantage, ignoring defense. 
Yeah, that's what I want to do. Cool. All right. So M7 for both. So just as the bull door begins, like having these glowing gems floating throughout the place that are like, you know, deflecting blows off of them or, you know, shining light and trying to uh, misdirect as it were. L just uses another bit of icy wind to sort of keep them swirling around in such a way that the bull door does not have complete control. But that is the bull door's turn as then it is Lucas' turn. Great. We're going to pull out two fists. Two-Fist comes out to play. That's his main action. Would you like for him to go ahead and take an extra action? Yeah, let's do Rage. All right, Two-Fist <sighs> hasn't gotten to see too much action since his uh, Vapor Variant experience, but he is here and he has been just waiting to get a hand on the ball. All right, so Two-Fist is out here now. He's raging. That is Luca's turn. At the end of the turn, Tufus will take 10 points of damage from the Sandstorm, and it will be the Bulldor's turn. Bulldor is going to go to use Bulldoze, but rolled a natural three, so is going to miss. Yeah, you're gonna miss that one. That's rough. As it does so, Tufus just gets out of the way, just salivating, and what is he gonna do? Can we do the fishy rend? Yes. <laughs> you can use fishes red. Yeah. Toothfish just chomps down on some fish bones, uses a toothpick right in front of him. <laughs> with all of the teeth that he has in his mouth with this uh, watery power circulating them, uh, just going around. It's just, he's just salivating a lot yeah. is really what it is here. But he goes to use fishes red. Go ahead and roll to hit. Dice. It's a nine on the dice. Nine on the dice, so a 14 total from his might and also the extra plus one he's got from the wide lens right now. Cool. Great, so go ahead and roll 3d6 and you're gonna add a lot. Okay, I rolled six, seven, eight, eight flat. Eight flat, okay. So then when you add his attack and sheer force and stab and favored type and rage. Insane, 36. So 36 doubled <laughs> to 72 points of no damage. No way. Uh, the Boldor does have the ability sturdy. Okay, nice. Okay. So if we if we take a moment here. <laughs> That's insane, you guys. Since it has taken damage equal to half or more of its current health, it's going to roll a D6. And if it gets a four to six, he's going to take half the damage. So just, just the regular amount. That, however, was a three, so it is oh. 72 points of damage. And with that I single feel hit. bad for the guy. It's not knocked out, but it's bad. <laughs> it's very bad. <laughs> he says, oh, okay, all right. Um, oh, ha. I did not, you did not have that out of the ball when you came up here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right, Bulldor. No, no, I did not. Just, just, uh, just you know, uh, Oh, gosh. Wow, that's a lot of teeth. Uh, okay, sure, 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 sure. You know what? Just go for another bulldoze. Yeah, yeah, bulldoze. Do that one, Bulldor. And that is going to be a mixed success. Oof. <laughs> Oof, bad damage, though. It's only going to be five points of damage to Tufus. Paper cut him. In addition to the 10 that he took at the end of his turn from the uh, sandstorm. Okay. So he should be at 95 out of his 120. Okay. But that's what Boldor does. Again, got rocked just then. So uh, <laughs> in a bad way, it's Lucas' turn. More fish, more fish. All right, another fish's rend. Go ahead and roll to hit. It's an eight. 
plus five. Yeah. Great. Uh, munch. Munch, munch. Yum, he, yum. He munch, he crunch. Fresh cut. Ooh, I'm rolling low on the damage. Five on the dice. Okay, so 27. So 27, double to 52. Uh, it had four health left, so that'll do it. Uh, as the door is decisively knocked out. And as the sandstorm fades. As the sandstorm fades, Luca and Tufus do that cool high five from Top Gun. And as they do the cool Top Gun high five, standing next to Luca, Bonnaroo, who's just looking straight ahead with those hypno-toed eyes. Boba. Boba <laughs> Just mouth wide open, staring into space, begins to glow. Nice. Her little toady body becomes a bit larger, and the mushroom that is on her back begins to change shape a little bit. It goes from being this standard, you know, sort of spotted mushroom to more of this uh, interesting, like, shriveled mushroom look. Mm-hmm. Almost like if you dried out a brain. Like if, Ew. Or, or perhaps like a dried cranberry. The specific type of mushroom that I'm looking at here is the... Gyromitra esculenta. Uh-huh. Which is uh, <laughs> widely distributed across Europe and North America. But it looks like an irregular brain-shaped mushroom cap. So if you just want to give that a, a quick Ew. Google, friends. Don't do that. It's gross. <laughs> it's, it looks gross, guys. She <laughs> has that now on her back, along with some little leaves poking out and some smaller uh, standard-looking mushrooms just sort of surrounding it as she evolves into an ivy sore. And Ammon says, I believe that I miscalculated. Uh, I apologize. Uh, I'm so sorry. I, uh, well, uh, Alex shot me a text and uh, said that there was, you know, some guy who really didn't have his act together who was coming up here. But, uh, well, that that must not have been you. Sorry. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I got distracted. I think it's a teen thing. Yeah, well, uh, cool, man. Uh, Good luck with Mortimer. I mean, you Big guy like that, yeah. You, I mean, I won't say you'll have no problem, but I, I think you certainly got a leg up from what I thought. Well, thanks. I appreciate it. I, I heard that you took over a spot recently, so that must have been pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. I got to be the interim gym leader for a little bit, which was really cool. Really uh, cool. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I, I worked really hard. I mean, I started down on B3 and got promoted here to B1, so, I mean, I, I hated that he, you know, got hurt and had to be out for a little bit, but I was, sure. I was you know, excited to kind of get to take the reins for a little bit. That's awesome, man. You know, got to, I won a couple against a couple of challengers, which which was fun, but also, you know, handed, handed out a few badges, but, you know, came, came out pretty even, so I, I I feel pretty good about it. Hey, I feel pretty good about you. Um, Is uh this gym leader cool? Uh, Mortimer? Like, is he a good person? I mean, he's a great boss. I've heard that he might be up to no good. Uh, from who? From the person I got this Venusaur from. Oh, that Ivysaur there? I don't know. It just seems like there's some fishy stuff happening. Oh. Like there's an ongoing investigation about him. Oh, uh, I don't know anything about that. Well, hmm. Yep, nope, four. He does not know anything about any sort of ongoing investigation is what he's uh, communicating to you. He says, no, I don't uh, I don't know about any kind of investigation. I just know that he got, you know, I don't know if he was just out one night or whatever, but ended up having a, you know, rough night, I guess. He, he doesn't really talk about it much. I asked him, but he just told me not to worry about it. 
Gotcha. Well, yeah, cool. But no, I mean, he's he's always been, you know, good to us. So I don't know, man. Interesting. Well, good to know the rumors aren't true. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, you you good luck up there. Uh, I might I might come up and watch. This should be uh, interesting. <laughs> but yeah, uh, well, you don't have much further to go. It's just it's just down the hall. So uh, yeah, good good luck. Thanks, man. Yeah. So as Luca leaves the cavern that Ammon was in, let's cut back to Pearl real quick, who has been making her way through the back hallways, trying to sneak back to Mortimer's green room. This is very Pink Panther. Imagine her trying to blend in with the wallpaper. Yes, absolutely. With the (laughs) very plain wallpaper. She's just like painted herself the color. Absolutely, she has. And That's why it took so long. Flipping, yes, exactly. Yeah, that was her tactic. <laughs> uh, but you have made your way back, looping around through the hallways and service areas and everything, and you are at the entrance to Mortimer's green room. You hear outside from where you're at right here, you're close enough that there are the sounds of the stadium and there has been uh, a good amount of cheering and carrying on as you are moving through the hallway. As it seems, whoever was battling Mortimer before Luca is wrapping up. And uh, I don't know if you can tell from the cheers whether they won or Mortimer won, uh, but you hear the sounds of, you know, that raucous applause and all that from outside. Don't got a lot of time. Come on, cleaning man, kick into gear. So what are you trying to cleaning do? Cleaning man, <laughs> cleaning man. Nobody can clean like he can. Cleaning man. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you're here at the door to Mortimer's green room, and it is locked. It does require a key card to open. Luckily, with my employee uniform. <laughs> you have a fake key card that is made of cardboard, and you stick it to the thing, and but it does not seem to register electronically. I would have done that as a kid. <laughs> Can I break in? You can attempt to. How do you want to try to do it? Who's in my party? Is Coco? Coco is in my party. I'm assuming since he was earlier. All right, we're going to use coconut and the um, sneaky thing, the spy thing, the thiefster feet, the uh, weirdo <laughs> tricky hands McGee feet. Ah, sure, 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 sure. That's what we're going to use. <laughs> the fast hands? Yeah. Quick hands, fasty feet, fly McGee. I see. I remember what you're talking about. I think that this is one of the ones that he had in the old version of the game that you swapped out for, like, Iron Will when we moved over to PMF. Oh. But here's what I'll let you do. If you want to have him attempt to break into this spot, I'll let you have him roll 2d6 plus its electricity, which he uses his agility for. Just have him roll 2d6 plus agility to see if he can get in there just by giving it a little jolt. It's not the most complicated system in the world. It's just, uh, you know, like a hotel key card kind of thing. Ten. Ten. Okay. Coconut just comes out. And he puts his little paw up to it and gives it a jolt. And it's, again, the way he's doing it is not very sophisticated, so he kind of just shorts it out enough for you to get inside. In the green room, it is, as you have seen before, currently... Well, (laughs) you go ahead and uh, roll 2d6 plus agility as you hear the sounds of uh, movement making its way here, since I did just say that there was a loud noise. Am I adding Pearl's agility? Uh, Yeah, you Pearl, since you're trying to hide. Uh, 11. 11, okay. Very quickly, you uh, put yourself up against the wall, and uh, since you're, you know, all all disguised and everything, you are up against it and blending. 
but you are here in the room. This is, as it was previously, a room full of musical memorabilia of the rock and roll variety. There's various pictures and instruments hanging in the cases on the walls, uh, and you are backed up against the wall and uh, just waiting. You, you hear that there is a little bit of movement, and pretty quickly you see Mortimer coming in, hobbling on some crutches with his left leg in a cast. Interesting. It does not seem as though the challenger is following him in here. Oh, he won. I'm just going to blend. Okay. <laughs> I might be here until Lucas out. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. For once in her life, she's going to be focused. All right. So you're not worried about trying to watch Lucas. You're just going to try to hole up in here while he's doing his thing so that you can try to see if well, there's any I relevant information. To, I, might, I just might miss the first five minutes. Okay. doesn't mean I don't care. <laughs> Okay, so as you are in here waiting, you... With the man himself. You sit and wait as he goes over to the couch, pulls open like a bag of like spicy chips and just is kind of munching on him for a little bit. He's just sitting there, props his crutches up against the couch that he's on, grabs <gasps> he a soda out of his mini the fridge. Crutches. He's no, standing. No, no, no. He's sitting he on fall. the couch. He's sitting on the couch he's and he puts liar. the crutches over there. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, so be it. Grabs a little soda out of the mini fridge. He's noodling around on his guitar a little bit. Seems like he's just kind of hanging out while you're there. But you are hiding, and you have not been seen with your 11. Very nice. And he hasn't gone to leave this room out the door that you came in, so there's no reason for him to go look and see what's going on with the uh, little door handle there, especially with Coconut's full success. And you are here for a little while. <laughs> Feels like a century for Pearl. <laughs> Cutting back to Luca then. Imagine a cartoon bead of sweat on her. <laughs> I do. <laughs> As she's like fully chameleoning against the wall. Coconut is not chameleoning, but he's making the same pose right next to you in the shadows. Yeah. Back down below on B1 with Luca. Did you want him to walk around anymore or just to head to the ladder? You said he would check it out, so we'll check it out. I'll make it quick then as he goes and makes his way through the tunnels and everything, checking the spots that he did not go to earlier. There's one cavern that is a bigger one that's a dead end, but then there's also another dead end that at the end of it has another citrus berry. But that is what he finds is he makes a clean sweep of the area and he says, all right, cool, cool. And takes a moment to bring the team out for a little pep talk before going up to the ground level. So he pulls all the Pokemon out of their Pokeballs and everything. He's like, let's check on some things before we make our way up there. Okay, so Luca is going to, first of all, give his large experience candy to Tarzan. And as Tarzan eats the large experience candy, bloop, 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 bloop. He goes up four levels since the large is worth 60 experience. So Tarzan goes up to level 19. And Lucas says, all right, now I want you to focus on getting in there and hitting fast and hitting hard. Just give it all you got, all right? And here, um, the sword is really cool, but it's these are ground the rock types, so it's not really going to do much. So here, put this on instead. And he gives the shell bell to Tarzan as his held item. You just get in there. I just want to make sure that you stay up. I don't want you going down. Groovile! Good, good. And as Tarzan goes up to level 19, he acquires enough advancement points that he is going to grab the battle styles feature. Ooh. Yes. 
So he's got the ability to use a couple of his moves that he has mastered. Uh, since he could get it at 18, he's up at 19. He can get one mastered per level. So he's going to master Leaf Blade and Mega Drain to go in here. Bonnaroo, who leveled up to nine and is now an Ivysaur, also got the Battle Styles feature. And from her level up Evo, she swapped out Psychic Terrain for Leech Seed. And then she also, using one of Lucas TMs, has been taught Bullet Seed instead of Vine Whip. But she's level nine now, and she she currently is at 45 out of 65 health. If you would like, you could do any healing stuff uh, as we're going about all of this. Tarzan is at full health right now. Uh, he went from 80 out of 80. He's now at 96 out of 96. L leveled up from 13 to 14. She's at 25 out of 62 health right now. Tufus got three experience, so he hasn't leveled up or anything from that. And then for Roxanne, he says, all right, okay, so... Roxanne, uh, all right, I think I think you're in a good spot. I'm going to give you this. And he hands her the medium experience candy, which gives 40 experience as whoop, 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 whoop. She goes up to 14. And as she eats that little experience candy, she begins to glow and her little nice. body, which was too small for her big hat, gets longer, more ballerina-like. She gets a little tutu as the little pants kind of flip out at her <laughs> waist. And she has a sweet new haircut as the Ralts has evolved into a Curlia. So she is now at her max health of 76. Nice. She swaps out teleport for magical leaf. That's cool. As one of her new moves. And since she just evolved, she's going to swap out a feature. She wasn't really using her hidden ability, so she swapped it out for Relentless so she can use main action and extra action moves in the same turn. Wow, that's cool. But he gets everybody all sorted out, and he says, all right, I feel really good about this. And so, all right, item-wise, I should mention, I sorted out everybody's inventory before this, but Roxanne, he gave the power lens to, so she got some uh, special attack boosts from going up four levels just then with her uh, experience candy. Bonnaroo has the assault vest on, and I'm sure that you will be happy to know it's kind of draped over the big wrinkly brain oh, mushroom. Oh, that's great. That's great. <laughs> Hide that light under a bushel. L is technically holding the experience share, but Luca has fashioned her like a little necklace that the razor claw is hanging from just so it can be on her and with her. Tarzan has got the shell belt, and Tufus still has the wide lens. Great. Let's heal. What items would you like to use on those who are not at full health? So right now, Tarzan's at full and Roxanne is at full. Bonnaroo's missing some. L's missing a decent amount. And uh, Tufus is missing some. L needs a citrus berry. All righty. Go ahead and roll that. 46 plus four. Um, that's 10 on the dice plus four, 14. 14. All right. So that puts her at 39 out of 62. We're going to do another citrus berry. Okay. He's been doing so many gardening rolls with all of his citrus berries. It's finally paying off for him. All right, that's 18. All right, 18. So that's going to put him at 57 out of 62. So good spot for her. Okay, great. Um, we're going to give a citrus berry to Bonnaroo too. All right. Go ahead and roll for that citrus berry for Bonnaroo. 17. 17. So that's going to put her at 62 out of her 65. Great. Okay. All right, let's give a Orenberry to Tufus. Okay. 2d6 plus 2 for that one. Uh, just 5. All right, that's got him at 100 out of 120. Um, and let's give another Orenberry to uh, L. 
So that'll probably max her out since she was 13. only missing five. 13. Yeah, All right, cool. She's so she's at 62 out of 62. All right, we're doing one more um, berry, uh, Orin berry for Toofy. Seven, eight, nine. All right, so he's at 109 out of 120. I can live with that. All right, Toofy's at 109 out of 120. Tarzan at 96 out of 96. L at 62 out of 62. Bonnaroo at 62 out of 65. And Roxanne at 76 out of 76. Nice. Also, I will say for those two that just evolved, they got boost to their stats and everything. We can get more in depth about that later. But it was good for both of them because they were baby. So Bonnaroo and Roxanne have both evolved. Cool. Yes. So it is now instead of a Bulbasaur and Ralts, we got an Ivysaur and a Curlia. Feeling good. Feeling strong. All right. So... With everybody out there, he looks at Tufus and Tarzan and Ellen. He says, all right, look, you three have been with me since the beginning. All right, I wouldn't be here without you. I couldn't. And you two, he looks at the freshly evolved Curly and Ivysaur. He says, you two are amazing. I'm so proud of how you're hung in there so far. Look, all right, this is a tough challenge, and I didn't make it any easier for us, all right? <laughs> <laughs> look, I could have chosen to bring in a full team that could sweep this thing like no big deal, and some of you would have still been here if that were the case, and he kind of looks at Tufus and Tarzan. <laughs> but I think we can do something special here and show these people what we're made of, all right? You know, people shouldn't respect us just because we're part of a legacy, good or bad. You know, we're going to make our own legacy, all right? You know, our actions, our training, our bond is going to be what people talk about out there. And at the end of the day, we're going to leave our whole heart out there on that field, all right? And if this gym leader or anyone else here is part of Team Nasty or Team Smoke, we're going to give them something to be scared of, all right? Let's do this. Roxanne's crying in the corner. That was beautiful. That was beautiful, Luca. And then he goes, listen to this. Uh, L, do you mind? And L lets out an icy wind, so that cloud of smoke, it, uh, as the doors open, they're like surrounded in cool, icy smoke. Yes, like dry ice yeah. as he comes out of the tunnel, which is appropriate as L will be at the front of his party. Yes. So... Luca, with the squad, rolls up to the ground floor and comes out of the tunnel. The familiar sound of the thumping rock and roll music begins. Nice.
Hey, look at my Pokemon. I want my vines back and forth. I want my vines back and forth. She's cool, right? Yeah, yeah, she's she's cool. Thanks. You're gonna you're gonna heal her, right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, cool. I'm a really good trainer. Are you sure? Yeah, I am. It's kind of in my DNA. Sure, man. Whatever you say. He did not say that. He did not say that. that I'm was like, such this a feels wildly <laughs> out of all of this feels wildly that was out such of character. A jerk thing to say again. I'm this. There's a reason why I do not play Luca. <laughs> okay, let's try one more time. Take two. <laughs> I'm with my vines back and oh forth. I'm with my vines back and forth. Hey, look at my Pokemon. She's cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. I liked your Pokemon too. They were really cool. Cool. This sounds like Pearl. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I'm incapable of being Luca right now. I can't. <laughs> Leather. Man. Yeah. Mom, L, Y, no, beach house. Hallelujah. All right, this is it. All right, take four. Put it all at the end. I am. <laughs> oh. Hey, look at my Pokemon. I want my vines back and forth. I want my vines back and forth. <laughs> Hey, Daniel here from the Happy Go Lucky Podcast. The show you've just been listening to is part of the new and upcoming Podicon Go Podcasting Network. What is Podicon Go, you ask? We're a group of independent creators that are committed to creating, distributing, and supporting content that is clean, fun, and appropriate for all ages. Thank you for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe and show your love for this show with a five-star review. Every time you do, you're helping to support family-friendly content for everyone to enjoy. Postcards from Pearl is a fan-made podcast and is not affiliated with Nintendo, Game Freak, or the Pokemon Company.